Your Washington Nationals had a hell of a win yesterday in comeback, dramatic fashion, but this series overall was such a frustrating one that we have to talk about what this Nationals team cannot do moving forward. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo LOCKED ON in all caps in the game. And guys, if you haven't tuned in before, I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my love for the Nationals into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. And everybody, as we discussed over the last few weeks, we know what this Nationals team is. We have an understanding of what this team will be down the line. At the end of the day, this is a rebuilding team. While I shouldn't get too frustrated with a ton of things going on with the organization and with games in particular, there are some things that I still care about. I've talked about the wins and losses. I don't really care too much about the wins this year. It doesn't really mean too much. Just because of what this team is, at the major league level. Now, it's not to say that they're not going to be winning games down the road. It's not going to say that they won't win any games at all. I think they will be winning some games down the road. But here's the thing. Blown leads are unacceptable. But before we even get into it, because I've kind of just been tiptoeing this line, There are things that I just can't watch, and those are blown leads, stupid mistakes. And here's the thing. This Nationals team has been a ton of fun to watch, right? I have to say, they keep things entertaining, even if you want to look for something to hold on to. They keep the games entertaining. But here's also the thing. In speaking of holding on to things, The not-so-exciting part about this Nationals team is that they blew three leads in each of the last three games. And also, not even to mention, they've blown a ton of leads so far throughout this season. I believe up to my count, the Nationals have had up to six leads through these games so far. And they have blown those leads in six of those games. This is the frustrating part of a rebuild. This is the frustrating part of a bad team. And here's the thing. The Nationals yesterday, yes, they did avoid the sweep. But they blew a lead. Then they came back and they took the lead and they won it. Great. But here's what we can't get past. 
is that when the Nationals have these opportunities, when teams make mistakes, when teams make offensive errors, pitching errors, when you don't have your ace on the mound, that is when this Nats team has to pounce on these opportunities and take advantage of it. Because this is the stuff that is really frustrating as a fan, as a media member, just as anyone watching these games and anyone who cares about this Nationals team. I can't do sloppy baseball, including errors, or J. Mayor Candelario dropping a ball, poor pitching in all of the controllable portions of this game. For like an example, when Davey Martinez leaves Kyle Finnegan out there for too long. These are the games where you have to win for a roster that isn't deep. We celebrate the good, which was yesterday's win, but you also have to talk about the bad. In the not-so-good stuff, if we want to keep it less harsh. And that is the part that irks me the most. Because teams like this Nationals team, and including the Guardians, when you have opportunities to win these games, because you don't have these overwhelming superstars that a lot of teams do have. You have a lot of young talent. And honestly, analytics are your best friend with teams moving forward. It's not going to be the superstars. Yeah, the Cleveland Guardians, they have Shane Bieber, Jose Ramirez, but they're in this same boat as well, even as a good team, which they are. But at the end of the day, when you ask yourself, what is this national team? What can they do and what can't they do? The frustrating part to me, no matter how good or bad this team is, or any team across Major League Baseball. Blowing leads is not okay. And not only is it not okay, but these are professionals after all. We talk about how we are breeding all these young stars, hopefully, with C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Guibert Ruiz. But then at the end of the day, You have to ask yourself and look yourself in the mirror as we always talk about here and say, what did I improve on today? Where did I get better? These blown leads that have been happening a lot so far isn't just one thing. A lot of people like to talk about Davey Martinez and all the pitching errors or the misusage of the bullpen, which I agree with. I think that is a big factor in this as well or at least a piece to the pie. But it's not just that. This team is lacking in a lot when you look at things like uh, runners in scoring position. You have no one that at this point has been able to take advantage of any sort of situation with runners in scoring position and capitalize and then garner runs from that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And you can point some of it towards Davey in that capacity as well. You could say, well, he's the manager. I don't care what anyone says. He's the one pressing the buttons. This is the guy who should correct this ship and turn it around. No, it's not that simple. Managers in baseball aren't really thought upon like coaches in the NFL or even the NBA. There's not a lot of coaching up that a manager is doing. Of course, they are coaching up but it's also just a little different. Their job is to manage the game. And that is really how they are judged 
Because baseball is a sport of failure. We understand that. Look at guys with a batting average below 300 or Aaron Judge. You fail. You fail in at least half of your at-bats, if not more. In fact, way more. In about 30% of your at-bats for a really good hitter, that is when you will find success. The other 70% of the time, likely failure. So here's the thing that grinds my gears is when situations like yesterday or Friday or even Saturday, when the Nationals blew leads, dating back to Coors Field, lack of run support, not capitalizing when you have bases loaded with one out. Instances like that, that is the part that drives me bonkers, and I can't deal with that with this team. Or in situations like yesterday, looking at how they mismanage the entire fourth inning. Not really mismanage, but how we played so poorly. C.J. Abrams with an error. Jamer Candelario dropping a ball over at third base. I saw one pursuit tw- <laughs> take tweet this out after, and he goes, this is Little League, something like that. And I totally agree. That is Little League. This is stuff that is not acceptable. We will take the good for when it is good. But when there's bad, we also have to talk about the bad. And how can they correct it? And in this instance, there's no real correction. You are blowing leads. The only correction that I could say is play a little bit better defense. Use a better pitcher. Find Emmanuel Classe somewhere. If you had that in your system. But no, we don't. And that's just okay. It's fine for a rebuilding team. But at the end of the day, it's the blown leads. It's the wins that are handed to you that you do not take advantage of. In sitting here, you and I can both agree to this. They are professional baseball players at the end of the day. The pros of the pros. You have to find a way. I don't care how limited of talent that you have on your major league team. You have to take advantage of these opportunities when they come your way. And this Nationals team has not been able to do that so far in 2023. And that is why I can't stand some of these blown losses. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take yesterday's come-from-behind win. It was a good win. No one can argue that. No one will even try to argue that. But we also have to talk about the bad and how they can correct it and how they can move forward. There's my rant. End of it. Boom. Let me tell you guys about what we're going to do next. It's Monday. It's a national stock report. We got to talk about who's up, who's been down, because there have been a lot of ups and a lot of downs from this past week. I'm going to get to that, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about my friends from Ultimate Baseball GM. And guys, Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game i played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great Major League GM. As it turns out, it's not that easy. Here's my thing. I have been fired now four times in four different teams. I don't know how Mike Rizzo does this. So I'm not going to blame Mike Rizzo for the struggling and the blown leads because I know now what it takes to be a GM, and that is because I have downloaded and subscribed to Ultimate Baseball GM and everything they do 
because you get to hire the scouts, the coaches, pick the players, the farm system, anything and everything an MLB GM gets to do on a daily basis. That's what you get to do as well. Locked On Nationals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And now we get into a Washington National Stock Report, as there were a lot of ups and there were a lot of downs, as we do know. But now we're going to start with a stock up for Jamer Candelario. And here's my thing. We talked about his defense the other day and how it's been surprisingly well. He just made his first error yesterday in the defensive side of things. He dropped the ball completely unacceptable. But here's the thing. He's been nine of his last 17 at the plate. He's got a four-game hit streak going. And honestly, he's been our only source of power. He's had three home runs on the year, leading the team. It's not some ring an endorsement, but at the end of the day, he has been playing some meaningful, impactful baseball. And for a team that's in rebuilding mode, that is something that we certainly look for going forward, no matter the case of this team. Jamer Candelario, you, my friend, have surprised me and a lot of Nationals fans. Because I, I talked a lot about it. I talked about it a lot. I was not too high on you, my friend. But here's the thing. You have been proving me wrong so far. I will take my loss and move on. So that's a stock up for Jamer Candelario. Now we got a stock down for Mr. Victor Robles. Victor Robles, here's my thing. You started off the season very hot. We, you and I, we acknowledge this. We know what you can do in the defensive side of things. Check mark. Don't have to worry about that. But here's the thing. At the plate, we need production. We need a lot of production from you, especially this season. If the Nationals want to have any sort of success, Victor Robles has to hit the ball, and he has won for his last 15 in his last 15 plate appearances. Guys, and his one hit was a bunt. Do we really count that? Here's my thing. Victor Robles, he had an awesome approach coming up for the first half of the week, I guess you could say. I was going to say the first half of the season. We're only two weeks in. My God. So, Victor Robles, you need to find that approach that you had in that core series. And again, I don't really have too high of expectations. I didn't think what he was doing was sustainable. But 1 for 15, with a bunt being that one hit, is never good. It's not good for anyone. It's not good for Shohei Otani. It's not good for Barry Bonds. It's not good for Aaron Judge. And it won't be good if you're Victor Robles. So that is why he got a stock down. That was a lot of words. Stock up for Kyle Finnegan. Here's my thing with Finnegan. A lot of Nationals fans were kind of Debbie down on Kyle Finnegan after he had that blown save and blown everything, blown season in that Rays game. Right, please? So, but now we got to give him his flowers. Because in his last four innings pitch, in his last four appearances, this guy has only given up two hits, 
zero earned runs. He's struck out four, and he's only given up one walk since that ninth inning blowup against the Rays. Listen, I believe in Kyle Finnegan. I still believe in the stuff. I think in two of his first three start or first three appearances in this season, yes, it didn't look good. We acknowledge that. But here's the thing. He has been good. But you see the roller coaster. There's a lot of ups, but then there's also some downs. And when those downs hit, they're really bad. But I believe that starting out slow, getting rid of the wrinkles, I believe that Finney will be back to form. And I still think he will be a top trade candidate for this Nationals team at the deadline. So now we have to do a stock down. And that stock down goes for the man that I raved about just last week. Alex Call. Here's here is my take. I still like Alex Call. I like all these guys on the list. But you have to call a spade a spade. And when you're one for your last 17 and your slugging is down from what was a 423 just last week to now a 292 after yesterday's game. You need to find the power again. You need to get these extra base hits going. We can't do these singles. It doesn't really do too much for the national team. And batting in that leadoff spot, which Alex Call did basically the entire last week besides Sunday, you need to get on base. You need to get hits, and you need to be the one to manufacture runs, getting on base. When you're in that leadoff spot, Not only do you have to get hits, but most importantly, you have to get on base. And he was not doing that just this week. So here's my thing. I still like Alex Cole in the leadoff spot, even after Lane Thomas and what he has done in that one game. But even dating back a few years now, Lane Thomas has been a pretty productive leadoff hitter. But Alex Cole, I do like him in that spot. I do see him as a more natural leadoff guy than Lane Thomas. But... I just don't see the progression there so far. You can't go one for 17. And yes, I understand people. I know, I know, I know. It's going to happen in a long baseball season. But this last week, you can't be doing that. You can't go one for 17 at the plate, especially going up against some decent pitching, but nothing insane, nothing crazy. Yeah, you face Shohei Otani. That's tough. You still got to produce. You're a pro. I'm getting on Victor Robles, so I'm going to get on Alex Cole as well. No one's immune from this. You'll get your roses when you can, but for now, stock down for Mr. Alex Cole. Stock up. I've been waiting to talk about this one. Stone Garrett. Here's my thing with Stone Garrett. He has been... This monster, batting over 500, hitting the ball hard, exit velos touching 110 to 112. Stone Garrett's legit. And I know I don't have too much time left in this segment coming up for it, but now it's time to go a little bit of a full length here on Stone Garrett and what he can provide for this Nationals team and what he can't provide. Here's my take on it. Stone Garrett, damn, he's been impressive. That is what I'm going to say for now. I'm going to talk to you guys 
about Stone Garrett and what I truly think about him and what he can be for this Washington National squad in 2023. But before we do that, I have to tell you guys about my friends over from So Rare. And guys, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards unlike anything we have seen. Guys, plus the more you win, the more you advance. Collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competition and rewards. Guys, there are people like Julio Rodriguez and our old friend Juan Soto who sponsor this so rare. And it's so much fun to just keep an eye out for it. And if you're into cards like that, this is for you. Guys, head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And now we get into Stone Garrett and what he has done for this Washington Nationals team. And I'll say it again Stone Garrett has been an absolute stud. When we talked about him, in spring training, I was kind of like, ah, like it's fine that he's not making the major league roster on day one. Cause let's be honest, is he really ready? I don't really know. And is he going to be a good quality outfielder for this Nats team? I don't really know. You, sir, Stone Garrett, right there. You have caught my attention. You have caught Nationals fans' attention. And most importantly, you have caught Davey Martinez's attention. We benched Alex Call for Stone Garrett to be put in left field. Here's the bad thing about that. It is a defensive drop-off just by a bit. Alex Cole is a solid defender. Stone Garrett, he's got some things to prove. But here is where they are way more inseparable, and that is at the plate. Stone Garrett, we've talked about some of the issues with this Nationals offense this year. What has that been? Lack of home runs, lack of extra base hits, a.k.a. slugging. All that fun stuff, the run manufacturing, the getting on base part of this game. The Nationals have lacked in that department. Well, Stone Garrett, someone who hits the ball softly at 110 miles per hour, someone who is a mammoth human human being, you, you have caught all of our attention up to this point so far, and as he should. He is 9 of 16. He's got a home run. He has five RBIs. He's batting 563. He's got a 611 on base percentage, and he's got a 1549 OPS. Guys, is this legit? Can this be the real thing? But before we even get into that, should this be the lineup going forward? Should Stone Garrett continue to get opportunities? And at this point, it is an absolute yes. But here's my one thing. I still value defense for a team that needs quality defense for a not-so-good pitching staff, especially for the young guys like a Mackenzie Gore and a Josiah Gray. I need the best defense possible out there when those two are on the mound. And why do I say that? It's to make things comfortable for them. 
So I am not switching out Stone Garrett for Alex Call up to this point with those two guys on the mound. I'm just not going to do that at this point. Here's what I will do. Joey Manessis, take a seat. I will, at this point, bench Stone Garrett, or not bench Stone Garrett, bench Joey Manessis for Stone Garrett moving forward. And it's not going to be some crazy move that we're all going to talk about. We're all going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe they just did this. Shouldn't be that big of a deal. And it won't be that big of a deal. But Stone Garrett's production at this point, you can't leave this guy out of the lineup. If you want to move Alex Cole out of left field to the bench, that's fine. I can deal with that. But what I want to see is the best defense possible out there when you have those two key starting pitchers in the game. It is important for this Nationals team to take advantage of opportunities like we talked about in that first segment. You need to win the games that you have to win, meaning the games that are given to you, the games that you have leads in, the games that you have scored early in and have gotten ahead early. You need to win those games. Stone Garrett will help you win those games, obviously with the power, with the ability to get on base and the ability to hit for average at this point too. Hell, he's a five-tool player at this point. But it's finding the holes in the lineup to where can we do it this way? Can you bench Joey Manessis at this point? And it's not some benching for a lack of play. It's a benching because the guy behind him is red damn hot. And that is Stone Garrett. How can you leave this guy out of the lineup anymore? You got the Beltway series coming up these next two games starting on Tuesday and Wednesday. Stone Garrett better be in that lineup. In fact, I believe he will be because I don't know how you can leave him out at this point. The fact that he hasn't been in the lineup consistently at any point since the core series is out of this world insane. But I don't think we have to expect that anymore. At this point, what Stone Garrett has done has earned him a position to at least start the next two games, if not more. And if he doesn't start, we riot. Absolutely, we riot. We all yell, fire anybody and anybody. Anybody, fire. Stone Garrett should be in that lineup moving forward. So guys, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be previewing that Orioles series as, you know, it's a battle of Masson. We don't like Masson. We don't like the Orioles. So now, tomorrow, we get to talk about that preview that will we see Austin vote at any point the guy who kind of trashed our analytics department not really but we know what he was getting at that will be for tomorrow's show on Tuesday but guys as always thank you for making locked on nationals your first listen if you haven't already subscribe on YouTube at locked on nationals you can find the pods whenever and wherever you get your podcasts I'll be talking to you on Tuesday go Nats We got the birds and the O's and a little Beltway Series action going tomorrow night.